welcome to the second season of our triune pod we are still preparing you to praise join me the reverend nick comiskey and the reverend bendy hart for a conversation about low-key theology lived experience and often unrelated pop culture as we break down one of the psalms we hope it's an inspiring maybe a bit irreverent but mostly helpful way to get you ready for some god time Welcome back to our Triune Pod. Listeners, our beloved Rev Nick is not here today. And he's not here. If you didn't see our Instagram post, he and Megan have a new baby girl, Anna Collins Comiskey. She's beautiful. So uh, Nick put this really nice picture of Megan, him, and Anna on this pic. But Megan sent me a pic of what's really happening. And that is Nick Comiskey, utterly exhausted and without a clue. So congratulations to Nick and Megan. But mostly, uh, I mean, I'm not but, doing this. But Nick myself. without a clue, that's not a new thing. Right? <laughs> that's I mean, just normal. This, this position. podcast knows that. But uh, well, you you spoiled my uh, my intro, but it's okay. Um, it's not just me talking today. It is our very most special special guest, Scott Kent Jones. He is the host. Of new persuasive words and give and take. He's been on this pod before. So glad that with a what couple hours notice, he is on board to record. So Scott, how you doing? Hey man, I'm here. I'm here. I'm coming in hot with the mic. Um, you know, I'm uh, I'm here. You got it. And also, any... I'm a child. I'm a child of adoption, so I'm oh. pro adoption. Um, and my adoptive story wasn't easy, but that's okay. I mean, I think adoption is such a beautiful thing. And um, yeah, yeah, I think it's an amazing. Um, yeah, there's no more human kind thing than adoption. Hmm. Wow. And it's a, it's a metaphor for the whole gospel where, you know, especially as uh, well, you have a different, you know, unique thing into this because you've got you're playing both sides of the table, right? You've got Jewish ethnicity and you're Episcopalian. You're playing you're playing both sides of the table. But for most of us in the Christian community. We're adopted. Yeah, I guess yeah, I can't relate to all of you who've been adopted then. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. Do you think, do you like when you like go to Episcopal like events, do you like or like, hey, look, I'm a Jew and Gentile. I'm first in line at communion table. Like, hey, come on. Telly Savalas, I mean, uh, the players club. I know. I should have done that in New York, really gotten some mileage out of it. No, I in fact I, I usually shy away from telling people I'm Jewish that might sound like a joke here on this podcast because Nick likes to bring it up every five seconds. But uh, yeah, especially in certain Christian circles, less so Episcopal circles, but in certain Christian circles, if they find out you're a Jewish Christian, they, um, people get weird real quick. So yeah. You could be leading free tours to the Holy Land. I mean, yeah, well, I, I sort of kind of did for my, for my church back in what, 2016, 2017, I was, uh, I got a free trip to Israel uh, to, to be a tour guide and I'd never been. So it was kind of a big joke, but I, uh, I did a lot of research and, and told th- people things I learned that I read the night before. So yeah, really could have went to Israel for free because uh, up to your 26, uh, the nation of Israel will let you come. It's a little bit of an adoption camp, but yeah, it's a uh, yeah, birthright. 
I didn't do it, unfortunately. At 27, you're not per- persuadable no. anymore, right? No, that's right. Like, no, 27, <laughs> you're done. Like 26, all right, we can still come on our time. 27, 28, you're done. I'm just like, he's definitely pro-Palestinian. We have nothing to do with him. No, no, I'm gonna like in trouble for some of that. Um, but yeah, no, Scott, I would love for you and me to take a look at the psalm. It's Psalm number 32. I'll read it now, and then I'm going to interview Scott about it, because it is a great one, folks. And then Scott will read it at the end. So here goes. Happy are they whose transgressions are forgiven and whose sin is put away. Happy are they to whom the Lord imputes no guilt and in whose spirit there is no guile. While I held my tongue, my bones withered away because of my groaning all day long. For your hand was heavy upon me day and night. My moisture was dried up as in the heat of summer. Then I acknowledged my sin to you and did not conceal my guilt. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord. Then you forgave me the guilt of my sin. Therefore, all the faithful will make their prayers to you in time of trouble. When the great waters overflow, they shall not reach them. You are my hiding place. You preserve me from troubles. You surround me with shouts of deliverance. I will instruct you and teach you in the way that you should go. I will guide you with my eye. Do not be like horse or mule, which have no understanding who must be fitted with bit and brittle, or else they will not stay near you. Great are the tribulations of the wicked, but mercy embraces those who trust in the Lord. Be glad, be glad you righteous, and rejoice in the Lord. Shout for joy, all who are true of heart. Scott, what do you do with that beautiful psalm? Yeah, I mean, like, I, um, so I'm reading the, are you reading NRSV? Or, um... No, it's the prayer book version. It's kind of like an updated cover okay. Yeah, so I was reading the NIV just because it was the first thing that came up. Um, the last verse is rejoice in the Lord and be glad, you righteous. Sing all you are upright in heart. Similar, I mean, a sentiment. Yeah. So I was talking with a Jewish friend um, right before I got on this podcast. I, I said, I have to go. Like, um, you know, like this is like a, you know, 40 minutes ago. And he was like, he's a really learned um, layman in Hebrew Bible. And he said, you know, I said, well, you know, do you have any thoughts about this? Psalm 32. And he sight reads Hebrew. He's like, you know, I, 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 I'm not a rabbi, but I think I could have been. And, and I, I said, do you have advice for me on this Psalm? And he said, start with the last verse, mm. which is interesting because, you know, if you start with, there's one way to read it, right? You start as a journey, like, oh, I've been in this tumultuous kind of thing and then at the end and now i'm rejoicing and he says the principle is rejoice in the lord and be glad you righteous sing all your upright in heart and i think the grace <laughs> lens on this which a jewish guy taught me was you need to interpret the psalm as the forgiven person who in retrospect looks back in all his blessings and he and he also said that he doesn't like happiness he likes the translation of fortunate fortunate it's it's so interesting the force of this rhetorically because blessed or happy is really different than fortunate because mm-hmm. if you're fortunate, you're like, oh, my God, so it's fortunate that the flood didn't hit my house or yeah. the hurricane didn't wipe out my thing or my stocks didn't. You know, fortunate is a really different reading than happy or blessed because f- those are internal states, right? Happiness and blessed. Fortunate, which he said is the in his interpretation, the right reading is, you know, the fortunate <laughs> are the ones whose whose transgressions are forgiven. Right. Like. 
this is good fortune. Yeah, uh, Eugene we- Peterson said uh, he wanted to translate it, lucky are they whose transgressions are forgiven, which is a, not yeah. a whole lot like that. Yeah, yeah. And the whole thing, it's like, um, it's this great, I, 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 I think it was Tim Keller I heard saying the sermon, choice doesn't, a chosen doesn't mean choice. You know, just because you're chosen doesn't mean you're the choice piece of me, right? Like, and so I think we should always just look, I mean, I wish that was on the moniker, like on, the, you know, over every church door. Chosen doesn't mean choice. Hmm. And going back to what we were talking about at the beginning, you know, choose like me, probably need to hear that too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Rather than thinking we're doubly chosen or doubly special, we're uh, especially lucky. So yeah, what do you, I mean, what about, uh, I mean, there's so much, you know, pre-Christian imagery here, or just like the wording, happy are those, or lucky are they to whom the Lord imputes no guilt and whose spirit there is no guile. And I really like verse three, while I held my tongue, my bones withered away because of my groaning all day long. And that kind of reminds me, and I, I get this from Chris Fiera, somebody who's super wise in my life. And she she has taught me everything I know about AA. And uh, that that AA slogan, um, what is it? Uh, you're you're only as as healthy as your secrets, or 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 the you know the secrets are what make you sick. Um, and and I see that here. I with. While I held my tongue, everything withered away. Um, I was groaning all night long. I thought, I mean, yeah, it's in this this forgiveness that is given, um, that is internalized, is is the freeing thing. When the secret gets out, the very thing that you were, you know, hiding, um, the very kind of uh, trap you set for yourself is eliminated, and you truly are liberated. Yeah, I think the secret. I think you're right. The secret always you know because when you have a secret right it controls you because you're always worried about the secret getting out and you spend so much time managing the secret right just every day mm-hmm. you're thinking oh my god what if this person finds out what if this person they, they and then once like i mean the shame is hard right confession is really difficult yeah you know like when you confess but then when you get it out, uh, you're free. Hmm. And you it know? doesn't mean you're not going to necessarily bear consequences, but right. it's like those people who like, um, I'm thinking of the movie, what is it with Denzel Washington? It's it's based on the true story, uh, but the, I think it was called Flight. And he's yeah, holding yeah. the secret for being this alcoholic. And, you know, he was definitely drunk when he was flying that one day. And when he finally reveals his secret, when he says, I was drunk on that plane, sure, he ends up in prison and it's awful. And yet you see this man who is the freest man alive. He might be caged uh, and yet he is liberated in spirit. Uh, and I, I don't think of, I think of myself. I mean, I'm definitely not behind bars and I am living a pretty privileged life, uh, but there have been times when all has looked okay and all has essentially been okay. But yeah, I've just been kind of wrapped up and caught up in my secrets or what I didn't want to get out there. And I'm definitely of the personality where I overthink things. I'm like the hamster on the wheel who never really comes to any conclusion, never comes to confession, (laughs) never tells his secrets, uh, but is thinking about them all the time. And when finally I'm just like, here's the secret. I'm sorry. I'm a screw up. All of a sudden that mental energy is released. And yeah, the very few times in my life that I've been willing 
to be open, uh, to be willing to confess those things. It's just, no matter what the consequences were, I was liberated. Yeah. And I think about this verse of do not be like the horse or the mule, which have no understanding, you know, um, I think about like dog training where like, I, I, you know, I, in my spare time I've raised and rescued pit bulls and stuff. And, um, I think the beauty of the dog that doesn't need the leash, right? Like where they'll just walk behind you. Um, you know, they'll just do what they do because they're happy being in relationship with you. And there's something about the law that is always, you know, the two people that obey the same norms, right? There's one person that is faithful to their spouse because they're afraid that it's going to get outed if they committed adultery, even though they're in love with some other woman or something, right? They would rather just go and, you know, you know, do like you know, Episcopalians gone wild. Um, and then the other person that actually is really in love with the covenant of marriage and they enjoy being committed to this person, right? One person, they're both doing the same act. Morally, you couldn't distinguish them, right? They're both living the same way. But one is in bondage and one is free. And I think this is the beauty. Like, don't be like the mule or the horse that's got to be bridle do the good because you love the good and that is liberty and love and freedom but i think the only way to get there is grace right in the sense of most people i know that live that place in that place um live that place because they've been through hell and back they've received unconditional love and forgiveness and that you know unconditional love the fruit of it is unconditional love that's that's some gospel right well, there it's a little bit of the gospel there we go yeah a little bit of the gospel i mean we could stop there or great i mean there's so many great verses in here you are my hiding place do you remember the, the old song you are my hiding, my hiding place, place. <laughs> i couldn't help but think of that you are my hiding place you preserve me from trouble you surround me with shouts or songs of deliverance uh, and we just we see that throughout the psalms right we that uh, I mean, the, the psalmists had real enemies, um, and I think sometimes we Christians and just we moderns, um, we almost don't get what Jesus is saying, you know, love your enemies, because we're like unsure if we actually have any. I mean, maybe we were a little bit more sure when we were children and there was some bully in our lives, and maybe there's a bully in who's your boss. I don't know. But um, I love how often, and, and thinking about Ukraine and and what's going on over there, and these people who are being attacked. Um, they know firsthand that we are so needy, that life is so precarious, and we need this, this hiding place that preserves us from trouble. Um, and while they may be being surrounded by <laughs> the military, here we're saying we're surrounded instead with deliverance, the deliverance of the Lord. And I don't know if that has to mean literal, like people being delivered. Um, Sometimes crap hits the fan in our lives. And yet, just like what we were talking about a second ago, um, you might just find yourself free while being in bondage or cage because you're just, all right, I'm, I've, oh, in the one case, you're, you're liberated from your secrets, from your sins. And on the other, it's like, well, kind of a, almost like a cliche if God's for me, uh, whatever they're going to do to me, who can be against me? Yeah, there's a great line in Chronicles of Narnia. And they say, Aslan, is he safe? No, he's not safe, but he's good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think that's the that's the nature of the grace of God. Like, yeah, and is the, grace of, is the no, grace yeah. of God safe? No, 
but it's always good. Yeah. And it, it reminds me of like those passages of scripture that, you know, sometimes rightly so we're a little bit embarrassed of. But when we talk about the warrior God, the warrior king, even the warrior Christ, right, on, on some level in the book of Revelation. But we kind of, we need that if we're, if we're talking about actual sin, death, and the devil, the powers of this world that oppress us. Um, we need a, a real hiding place. Any, any closing thought? Any, uh, or do you, you, you can uh, take us away by reading it. Yeah, I don't want to read it because I'm not a good reader, but... Um... Okay, I'll, I'll read it. Uh, I can read it. If, if, do you do that every week? You read it? At the yeah, end? we read it at the beginning and the end. I mean, it used to be a lot easier when they were colics and they were shorter, but now we uh, we read the, can, the big guy. Can I read from the NIV? I'll let you, of course. Right, I don't know. I just, the first one that came up. Um, no, it's fine. Good translation. Good translation. Oh, yeah. All the haters of the NIV, they don't know what they're talking about. Blessed is the one whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed is the one whose sin the Lord does not count against them, and in whose spirit is no deceit. When I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night, your hand was heavy on me. My strength was sapped as in the heat of the summer. Then I acknowledged my sin to you and did not cover up my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord. And you forgave the guilt of my sin. Therefore, let all the faithful pray to you while you may be found. Surely rising of the mighty waters will not reach them. You are my hiding place. You will protect me from trouble and surround me with the songs of deliverance. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my loving eye on you. Do not be like the horse or the mule, which have no understanding, but must be controlled by bit and bridle, or they will not come to you. Many are the woes of the wicked, but the Lord's unfailing love surrounds those who trust him. Rejoice in the Lord and be glad, you righteous. Sing, all you who are upright in heart. How about that episode of Our Trying Pod? Now that you've been prepped for praise, won't you do us a solid and subscribe and review? We promise to keep the outlandish illustrations coming. So be sure to join us for another episode of your absolute favorite podcast. <laughs>